Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you. You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited, so go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. It's your host, Dr. Morgan. I am so excited. We are headed into 2023. It's January. Today's topic is always going to be important and it's something I want to explore more. So you can look forward to more episodes on this topic. And that is our body image and specifically how our body image impacts our relationships. This is not something that's talked about enough. And I think it's really important to revisit it, especially in January, because y'all know like this is the time when everyone's talking about their health and fitness goals and everyone says, okay, I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year. And there's just that it's like, and I think this is for men and women. It's not just women, right? Like there's that pressure of, okay, how do you become your absolute best self and there's all these ads for um, like, I don't even know, like a detox or I try to block all these things out. So I'm like, what are the ads? Um, 
food systems that can be sent to you, uh, cleanse, like, et cetera. We are like bombarded with all this bullshit, right? And we're told that if we don't look a certain way or we don't weigh a certain amount or we're not a size six, that something is wrong with us and that we need to fix it, that we need to be fixed. And that once we're fixed, then our life will be perfect. So it's that whole like, ooh, once you are a size six or four or zero, whatever place that your your brain has set as a goal, once you get there, then you'll be happy, right? Like we have those messages. So this is a really important topic to address. And it's one that has impacted me personally. And I know it's impacted probably 98% of the women that I've had the pleasure of coaching. And what's crazy is I've learned it does not matter what you look like. You could be, by today's standards, absolutely gorgeous, size two, perfect hair, perfect everything. The most beautiful people, right? And they're still feeling like they're not good enough or there's something wrong with them physically. So this is so much more of a relationship to yourself issue. Um, It's not a physical issue. It's about how you see yourself, right? So that's, we're going to get into it. I'm really excited. Um, I want to start out, I asked people on my Instagram story, which by the way, when I ask questions on my IG story, I look at those answers and it really does help me know what to record for y'all. So I really appreciate when you engage with that because this podcast is for you. So by you engaging, then I know, okay, this is what the people need. So thank you for those of you that responded. I got a lot of responses, but I just want to read to you some of what came up when I asked the question, what are your struggles with your body image and how do you feel like it relates to your dating life? I'm sure some of you are going to really relate to these answers. So let's start out with that. Okay, like I said, so many answers, but we're going to dive into it. Um, And then I'm going to try to answer as much of these as I can on this episode. Lots of great questions. So let's do it. So how to embrace your body versus being self-conscious with your partner. So how to be embracing your body instead of feeling self-conscious with someone you're dating. How do I let go of the fear that if my body changes, someone's attraction to me would change? Next question. Um, This is a suggestion for those of you listening. And she says, I really liked the book Befriending Your Body. So if you're looking for a good read, one of our audience members says Befriending Your Body is helpful. I also have a recommendation, so I'll get that in here on this episode. Um, Next question, how do you find peace when your body naturally doesn't fit in society's beauty standards? Ooh, we'll get into it. As I'm, and then the next one, as I'm getting older, I feel less attractive and struggle being confident dating at this age. Next question, get over people's thoughts and opinions of how you've changed by getting heavier. So I think that question is saying, how do I get over people's thoughts and opinions of me if I've changed by becoming heavier? 
Next question. I always feel like I need to lose X amount of pounds before a date. How do I get over that? Great question. Um, Next one is I'm self-conscious about my body, Crohn's, etc. It affects my relationships both physically and emotionally. Next one. I still struggle with healing Um, oh, here, we'll start with this. She says, growing up, I was told I wasn't attractive. And now I can't fathom being perceived as attractive by anyone. And then she says, I still struggle with healing that because it's so ingrained in my mind. How do I change that? Great. Last one. She says, my body image definitely has a major impact on my own confidence and my confidence with dating. Whew. How many of you listening can relate to all of this, right? Like I said, it absolutely is not gender specific. I know men also go through this. However, as women, our value from the time we're very little, we easily connect our value and our worth to our physical appearance. There's just so much out there that points to that. And we, from a very young age, start to believe that we will only attract the kind of partner that we want if we look a certain way. And if we look a certain way, then we'll be able to have the partner that we want. And we get all those messages. I mean, think about growing up if you're in middle school or high school and there's the guy that you have the secret crush on and who does he go out with, right? The girl who looks differently than you. And it's likely that even that experience, even if you were 12 or 14, that you internalize that to mean that you cannot attract the kind of partner that you want, right? Like that's just one little example. But by the time you're in your 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s, your brain has this file cabinet full of beliefs about your body and your worthiness and how those things are connected. So As we dive into answering these questions and really talking about body image and relationships, I want to just start with the most important thing. Y'all know I'm like no fluff, like let's just get into it, right? Here's the most important thing, and you can write this down if you want. Your self-worth must be separate from your body image. Your self-worth must be separate from your body image. This is where it's um, a process. And this is the place that I think few people actually get to in our society. So to it's almost like a rebellion in our society if you can get to a place where your self-worth is separate from your body, right? So when we truly deeply love ourselves and i'm not talking about like cliche like you know oh you you practice your self care you take your bubble baths like no when we really radically love ourselves and we 
speak to ourselves like we would speak to a best friend and we have a deep love and respect and we appreciate who we are and we're kind and we pick ourselves up when we fall down and we show up as that ideal parent, right? Like I'm talking like real radical self-love. When we're getting to that place, what ends up happening is there's no room for negative talk about your body. There's no room for being critical. What replaces that, and I think this is really important. So, and this may be a little bit controversial, but this is my own experience, is the experience of people that I've coached. Like I I actually think that there's some issues with the body positivity movement because of not talking about what I'm about to talk about. So bear with me here. We're going to work through it. But what ends up happening is when you get to that place of radical self-love and you truly love yourself and you've healed the relationship with you, instead of having self-critical thoughts about your body, what ends up happening is you have observer thoughts. You have data gathering thoughts and the thoughts become, well, how do I feel my best? What are ways to fuel my body, train my body, get the adequate rest and sleep that help me feel my absolute best? And I think sometimes with body positivity, it goes almost too far. And we say like, oh, just don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Just totally ignore what you think about your body. But that's not possible. We have a body. We're, we're humans. We're living in a body. It's normal to think about it. However, can you think about it in a way where you're showing up as your best friend, where you're supportive and you're curious? And then remember, most importantly, where your self-worth is not connected to your body. So, oh gosh, I feel emotional. Um, I'm going to talk about a little bit of my own journey, and I think a lot of you can relate. But I'm thinking back to the girl, because I, I want to tell you this, I've been in both, I've connected my my body to my self-worth, and I've also been in a place where, thank God, my self-worth is disconnected from how my body looks, and that's where I am now, much better place to be. Um, but I want to tell you about both experiences so that we can really deeply understand it. So growing up, um, I had a lot of shame and I had the deep rooted belief that I wasn't good enough and that people didn't like me and really that I had to like um, please people in order for them to like me. And I had to give, give and give in order for people to like me. So I was very externally focused. Um, I had beliefs that I was ugly, that um, there was something wrong with me. Some of you have heard of this. I struggled with polycystic ovarian syndrome. So I just felt like my body was broken at a very young age. I think I was 13. I was diagnosed with it. 
And the doctor didn't explain anything. And I just remember going home and crying because I'd done all this, you know, like at that point, it was the the dial up internet, but I was on the dial up internet. And I was researching that, oh, I'm not going to be able to have children. So at the very young age of 13, I'm very ill-informed here. I get the PCOS diagnosis and I'm like, hey, my body is broken. There's something really fucked up and wrong with my body and I'm ugly and no one's going to love me. And it just went on this spiral. I loathed looking in the mirror. I could not look in the mirror. I had horrible, horrible acne, like every inch of my face covered in breakouts. Um, it was the lowest I've been probably. I mean, I've had different points in my life, but like I think about trying to go to school every day and feeling like I didn't fit in and the ugly duckling. And um, I remember making a bargain with myself like, okay, just make it to 30. If your acne doesn't change by the time you're 30, then I mean, this is really dark, like like trigger warning. But I just remember saying like, hey, if it's not cleared up by the time you're 30, then you can die, you know, and that was what I had to tell myself, um, like seriously, so bad. OK, so I'm just painting the picture, like literally thought I had no worth that my worthiness was connected to my physical appearance. And what happened with this is eventually um, I had some terrible relationships to start with. I, I've told you all some of this. My very first relationship, the guy um, proposed to my to me and someone else at the same time. LOL, I was like 17 years old, but uh, he was you know, cheating on me our entire relationship. And I just reinforced that to mean that I had no worth, right? And then I get into college and I just got to a point where I was like, okay, I kept, I got into um, the the gym on our college campus. And I remember just like seeing all these gorgeous fit people. And I was like, I am just going to do whatever I have to do to look like that. I will literally do whatever I have to do. And I just got totally fed up. Some of you know this point, right? And I remember thinking, okay, once I weigh 130 pounds, then I will be worthy of the kind of relationship I want. That was literally my thinking. So I thought, okay, I'm going to give myself a year. And within that year, I just won't really date. And then by the time I weigh 130 pounds, then I'll be able to date and it'll be a totally different kind of partner. And I'll finally have the healthy relationship I've always wanted and someone will love me and I'll feel happy, right? So it was this horrible lie, but no no exaggeration that that was the deal I made with myself. So what did I do? I ate the same thing, disordered eating, the same thing every day for a year. I had oatmeal for breakfast I had chicken and a vegetable for lunch and a quarter of a sweet potato. And for dinner, I had fish and a vegetable. And I did that every day for a year. And I lost about 70 pounds. And yes, 
I hit my goal weight of weighing 130 pounds. And guess what? I got there. I felt good about it for about, I don't know, a week. And I still hated myself. I still hated myself because I didn't actually heal. I didn't actually release any of the trauma that made me think the way that I did about myself. My belief systems were still there. So my physical body completely changed. I was getting all this external validation. Oh, you look so great. Oh, you look amazing. Inside, I still felt like shit. So then I thought, oh, I just need to weigh less. And (laughs) isn't that crazy? We like we we get to a place that we're like, oh, and it doesn't work. We're like, I just need more of it. People do that with money. They, they do it all the time with things. And it's like, no, maybe you should try something else. But anyways, I thought, okay, I just need to weigh less. So um, I remember taking HydroxyCut. How many of you remember that? I'm sure that was like horrible. I pray to God I have reversed all the damage that that stuff did. Um, and I just stopped eating. Um, I would, I would try to eat like one meal a day. Um, and I was just drinking all kinds of water and spending hours in the gym. Um, it was really, really unhealthy. And then I remember the thing that probably saved me from going even farther down that disordered eating lane is that I was just so tired And I cared so much about school and about my job that I was like, dang it, I need to have energy so I can stay awake to do my classes. So (laughs) being a nerd kind of saved me. Um, So I started eating more. And then eventually I got into healthier eating habits And I started learning about weight training and weight training really saved me too because I realized like, ooh, I really love lifting weights. I want to be strong. So I was able to shift my focus to strong instead of like 130 pounds. Like I let go of that. But here's the deal. Even like all the way up to like 25, 27, I still had this belief that I had to look a certain way in order to get a relationship. So I remember running on the treadmill and being like, all right, I got to get to five miles because I'll just insert a random name because Jimmy's not going to love me unless I'm a size 10 or I'm a size eight or six, whatever it was at that moment, right? Um, So here's what I know. It's a very painful way to live. Incredibly painful, and you're not alone. If you're, and obviously, my story, as I'm like saying it, I know it sounds a little extreme, but I'm sure a lot of you listening can relate to this. Um, and if you've ever felt like I'm not pretty enough to get the relationship I want, I want you to know that you can let go of it. So, so let's talk about this. I shared my my history with, with you all with this. I talked about my disordered eating, talked about my belief system and how it impacted my dating life. Um, the crazy thing is, and I want to actually add this point, is that in having that belief system of, ooh, I have to look a certain way in order to be loved, 
guess what? I tended to attract people who were very physically um, driven as well and who really prioritized their physical looks. Uh, I guess you could say more um, superficial kind of partners. And I have like funny stories about that where I like I remember like getting ready and seriously the guy takes longer to get ready than me. We're like going over hair and outfits and oh my gosh, I need to go do some bicep curls so my biceps pop, right? Like that was the kind of person that I was attracted to and it mirrored how I felt about me. So of course, if I gained five or 10 pounds and they noticed, they might've said like, oh, gosh, you know, maybe we should do some more cardio. Looks like, you know, you're like a little bloated today. Like they'd make like a comment like that. Reinforce my worth is defined by my physical body. Like those are the people I was attracted to, right? So this is how beliefs work. When we have certain belief systems, we are attracted to things that fit those belief systems. And then our behaviors and our actions and the way we show up in relationships is impacted by our belief systems. So everything gets confirmed, right? It's like I have a belief system, experience something in my environment, my belief system is confirmed. So that's no different when it comes to the relationship you have with your body. Okay, so now let's talk about what does it look like to heal? What does it look like to heal? And we can even go back to some of the questions that got submitted because I think um, it might be helpful if I answer, answer those directly. But basically... You need to be able to examine your belief systems. And at our core, so many of us just have that belief that we're not good enough. And then we create conditions to help us become enough. And this is where for so many people, the physical body enters in. You create a condition that, ooh, Once I, you know, for a guy, maybe it's once I weigh um, 180 pounds and I'm only 9% body fat, right? And I can bench press 250. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Like you create conditions on your worthiness that involve your physical body. So how about this? What if you accept the fact that you are enough as you are. You always have been. You always will be. You are beautiful inside and out. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. Your body is not connected to your worthiness. And that while you're on this planet and you are showing up and hopefully connected to your purpose and connected to people and experiencing love and you have this beautiful brain and heart and all these amazing things about you, what if you also have the opportunity to feel into 
how does your body feel its best, right? This is the gray area that the body positivity movement seems to not like, that how do you feel your best? So you get to be a scientist and you get to say, well, you know, I feel really good when I drink water. Or yeah, I feel really good when I get eight hours of sleep. But here's the thing. You're doing it because you love yourself, because you're wanting to know how do you feel your best. It's not coming from a place of hate and it's not coming from a place of conditional worthiness. So on my own journey of healing the relationship with my body, I realized I was healing when things could change in my body. I could gain five pounds or I could have a breakout on my forehead um, or maybe I noticed a stretch mark, you know, I could have changes in my body and instead of, oh my God, like I'm so ugly, ew, I can't believe this is happening. Instead of reacting with criticism, I react with curiosity. I react as an observer of my body and it's not so emotionally charged. It's not so reactive to if I gain five pounds, I'm like, oh my God, I need to you know, go on a water only diet for three days. Like, I'm able to respond with curiosity and compassion and love and kindness. And the way I would respond to is someone I really care about and someone I want to see succeed. So that's the gray area that I have found to be really helpful because as I said, we're living in a human body. You're going to experience changes in your body and it's all about how you respond and can you be a gentle observer? Can you be kind? Can you be curious about like, yeah, how do I feel my best? And once again, focusing on how do I feel my best instead of how do I look my best? Really important distinction. Okay. Um, I do want to go through these questions and see how we've done with answering them. And then I have a special treat for us to wrap up this episode. But um, let's see. So how do you find peace when your body naturally doesn't fit in society's beauty standards? This is great. So if we're looking at society's beauty standards, we can say, okay, um, that's just my outside. That's external. That's not related to my internal experience. When we're focused on healing the relationship with ourselves, we're focused on going internal. So the idea is I love myself so much. I have radical self-love that I'm willing to tune into my body and know what serves my body best. And I'm not going to take in the external because that may not be the same right? That may not be what my physical body needs. I seriously know in my heart, each of us has a unique body and there's trauma that we have stored in our bodies. There's ways that we cope with stress. All of us have a unique makeup. So you have to tune into your body. It's the only way to know what you need. And society standards are definitely not going to be helpful to you. And I would even go as far to say as unfollow anything that 
triggers you or that makes you feel like you have to be a certain way, just remove those um, standards until you're able to see them and not feel like you have to take them in. Okay, the next question, as I'm getting older, I feel less attractive and struggle being confident dating at this age. So this is definitely a belief system concern where you're equating, you know, getting older and not being as attractive. And this is where you would want to release beliefs about your attractiveness um, and how that's related to your value. And you want to really step into how do I love myself? How do I show up for me? What does it look like for me to have a radical self-love and celebrate who I am and to let go of any beliefs about, oh, I'm a certain age and I'm not as attractive. Let go of it. And I can guarantee you that when you change that belief system, who you are attracted to will change and who is attracted to you will change as well. The next one is get over people's thoughts, opinions of how you've changed by getting heavier. So once again, the outside opinions don't mean anything. Let's all do ourselves a favor and just stop commenting on each other's weight. It can be so triggering. I even had this recently. Someone was like, oh, you look great. You look like you've lost weight. And then my uh, like lower self initial reaction is like, bitch, was I like heavy before? Like, <laughs> And then, of course, took a breath, step into my higher self. And it's like, all right, <laughs> you know, they're just observing and I don't have to take that in. So I want to remind you, you don't have to take in people's comments because it's not it doesn't matter. It's you with you. It's your relationship with you. Your body is yours. Take full ownership of your body. I guess that's one way to describe what I'm saying here in this episode. It belongs to you. Take full ownership of it. Only you know what you need to feel good. Only you can decide to show up as your best friend and someone who loves yourself and who's very curious about what does your body need? to feel great, right? Like that's completely up to you. So you can set boundaries with people. You can say like, oh, you know, I just, I'm working on healing my relationship with my body. Really appreciate if you don't make comments or you can just smile, nod, walk away, What, whatever you have to do, but you don't want to take in people's comments. And I, I got to say this, sometimes heavier is healthier. I I told you all in the beginning that my goal weight was like 130 when I was going through disordered eating. Guess what? My actual healthy weight where I can lift and run and feel my best is closer to 155. If I'm at 130, I feel weak. I'm like not able to do what I want in the gym. So all of us have different places that feel good. So sometimes gaining weight is good for you. So once again, tune into yourself. People don't know. um, And listen to what it is that you need. And then, oh, yeah, we definitely addressed this one, What, which was I always feel like I need to lose X amount of pounds before a date. How do I get over that? So this is where you want to practice radical self acceptance and you want to know that you are worthy of love as you are, right? And also remember that if you have a partner that's judging you 
on your physical body or maybe they're like making comments about oh you should you know you'd be so much hotter if you worked on your butt i can't the things that y'all have told me that people say i'm always shocked like the comments that your partner feels that they can make about your body i am so shocked trust me when i say you do not want the kind of partner that is going to make comments about your body and expect you to change what your body looks like in order to please them because they are just projecting their own bullshit onto you and that is not the kind of partner you want. Okay, so remember, like when we're in the dating scene, we want to think about how do we feel when we're with someone and if we don't feel adored and we don't feel like someone's accepting us for who we are, then that's great information to move on, right? But it starts with you. It starts with you having radical self-acceptance of who you are and saying, yeah, I want to show up for me and take care of me. And I'm going to honor my boundaries. For me, when I was dating, this looked like not drinking a ton. Um, And now I'm basically fully sober, but um, that's an episode for another day. But in the dating world, like being able to maintain the boundaries that you have for your body. Maybe it's like going to bed at 9 p.m., right? Like so important to maintain how do I show up for me and take care of my body and what feels best um, and acknowledging that you can do that with a partner who cares about you and who wants you to feel your best. So I would want you to come up with a new belief system. And I'm going to help us with that with a fun exercise at the end of this episode. Um, All right. The next question. So, oh, yeah. This one, I just get chills when I read this about growing up, I was told I wasn't attractive and now can't fathom being perceived as attractive. And then it says, I still struggle with healing that because it's so ingrained in my mind. How do I change that? So this is where it's really important to do deep belief work. And obviously we do this inside of the Empowered Secure Love Program. It's one of the things that I know changes every person's life. Um, If they really show up and they do the work, it absolutely changes your life to do belief work. And what is needed is to let go of that belief that was ingrained and to replace it with an empowering belief system. And there's ways to do this really rapidly, which is why I love what I do, because I get to help people change their lives pretty quickly. Um, There's ways to do it more slowly, to do it over time. Um, But Essentially, you need to change belief systems, change thoughts, change behaviors, and you have to get to the core of that belief and let it go and then rewire an empowering belief. So, and I know it's like, well, how the F do I do that? You can't do it usually by yourself. I would recommend um, doing it inside of a program like mine, the Empowered Secure Love Program, um, or a coach, et cetera, um, I I would say that you need help in doing it. And just a side note, we are going to kind of dip our toe into belief work on the challenge I have, which now that I'm like, when is this episode happening? But (laughs) 
<laughs> There's a challenge I did um, January 18th, 19th, and 20th. So if that hasn't happened yet, make sure you sign up for it. Or if it did happen, you can probably get the recordings. But that is a great place to kind of get a taste of belief work. Okay. We've answered questions. We absolutely know that our beliefs about our bodies have an impact on our relationships and our dating life. And I want to just remind you that it has the biggest impact on the relationship with yourself. And that also it does impact who you are attracted to right? Because you are a mirror. So people are a mirror to what you believe about yourself. So you can attract people who also don't love themselves unconditionally, who also don't know how to take care of themselves, um, who also have high value in physical appearance, right? And you can attract those kinds of people. And that can be really damaging to your dating life. The other ways it can impact you is if you don't believe you're good enough. And this was me, certainly, you know, the stories I told you about early on with my body image. So you don't believe you're you're worthy. You don't believe you're good enough. You don't think you're worthy of being loved as you are. So what happens? You become susceptible to any kind of attention. And I have so much compassion and love for my younger self as I say this, but I was susceptible to anyone who paid me attention because I did not love myself. So if I was getting it at all externally, I was very susceptible to being in a relationship, even if it was toxic, even if it was with someone who I really, really knew wasn't good for me. But just because they paid me attention, I was willing to be in the relationship. So this is a huge reason why doing this work is so important because I do not want you to settle for relationships that are below what you deserve, right? Okay. We're just going, we're ranting today, just going all in here. So we answered questions. We talked about just now the dangers of having low self-worth and connecting your self-worth to your body image. I want to end with some affirmations. And these are from Louise Hay. Uh, It's so funny. I read her book, You Can Heal Your Life, like, I don't even know, years ago. And I remember thinking this is total BS. It was before I'd done my work, okay? (laughs) And I'm rereading it now, like seven years later. And it's so freaking good. But it just goes to show sometimes you're not ready to heal. You're not ready to receive. Um, So I'm a huge fan of Louise Hay now. Like seven years ago, I was like, this is BS. But I'm a huge fan of hers now. She has great books. You can heal your life. And then I know she has one on body image. I think it's called Love Your Body. I'm not sure. But I know she has a good one on body image. So if you've listened to this and you're like, hey, I need a book, I would go with her because what I love about her is she's just like me and that we believe that so much of your life is determined by your belief system. 
and that it's unconscious and that it needs to be reprogrammed and that there's ways to do it. So I would go with her book. Um, But we're going to end today with some affirmations. These are from the lovely Louise Hay. And these are affirmations for loving the body. So I want to invite you to take a deep breath wherever you are. Let your breathing go all the way down into your stomach and a deep exhale. Shake it out. I know we talked about a lot. You might have had some emotions coming up. So shake it out. Breathe. Let it go. And as I say, each of these affirmations, make sure you really take it in, feel it in your body, let it sit with you and feel the emotion associated with each affirmation. All right, we're going to get started. I love my body. My body loves to be healthy. My heart is the center of love. My blood has life and vitality. Every cell in my body is loved. All of my organs work perfectly. I see with love. I hear with compassion. I move easily and comfortably. My feet dance through life. I bless my food with love. Water is my favorite beverage. I know how to take care of myself. I am healthier than I have ever been. I appreciate my glorious body. I am healthy, healed, and whole. I forgive myself for not treating my body well in the past. I was doing the best I could with the understanding and knowledge I had. Now I care enough for myself to nourish myself with all the best that life has to offer. I give my body what it needs on every level to bring it to optimum health. I eat nutritious foods with joy. I continually find ways to exercise that are fun. I love every part of my body inside and out. I now choose the peaceful, harmonious, loving thoughts that create an internal atmosphere of harmony for the cells in my body to live in. I am in harmony with every part of life. My body is a good friend that I take loving care of. I am nurtured and nourished. I rest well. I sleep peacefully. I awaken with joy. Life is good and I enjoy living it. And so it is. Amen. That was our affirmations for loving our body. And I just want to encourage you to come back to those if you need them. Sometimes the audio helps. So come back to the last part of this episode if you need it. And I want you to know I'm here for you. I've been someone who has struggled with this. You are not alone. And I can tell you this, it is so much better to separate your self-worth from your body 
once you get there, you have so much more mental energy. You have so much more space to create and to connect and to live and to laugh and go for what you want in life. So if you're needing help with that, I want you to know that's definitely something that we work on inside of the Empowered Secure Love program. It would be my honor to coach you. You can always apply to the program using the link in my Instagram bio or in the show notes. Um, I am just wishing you wherever you are on your body image journey, I'm wishing you peace. That's the word that comes to mind. Peace, forgiveness of your past self. And the permission to start a new chapter, to start again with the relationship that you have with your body, a blank slate and decide how do you want it to be. Don't think about how it's been. Go forward with how do you want it to be? What are the belief systems that are going to support you and allow you to show up as your best friend for your body? And as it said in the affirmations. I hope that your feet are dancing through life and that you feel energized and loved. And of course, you all know, as always, I am forever wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce, And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.